You're listening to Commissioning Conversations, the podcast brought to you by Broadcast Intelligence. Hi, and welcome to Commissioning Conversations. I'm Heather Fallon. And I'm Alice Redman, and we are both reporters and researchers for the Commissioner Index. This week, we're going to be catching you up on all things Edinburgh TV Festival. And later on, Heather will be chatting to the amazing Rosie Jones about how she got into TV. There were loads of programme announcements during Edinburgh TV Festival, so shall we dive right in with what our green light of the week was first? Yep, for sure. It's been such a busy week and I think we're glad to be the other side of it. We're recording this on the Friday. We did weekly LinkedIn videos all week reporting on kind of our top line news and things like that. So now we can take a breather, but not too much of a breather because there's still so much to digest. Like I think I just took notes for like four days straight and now I need to look back and think, what does this mean? And I'm sure probably you guys are thinking that as well. Like, what does this mean for the future of TV? What's going on in the industry? Are we doing well? Where can we improve? What's happening? But yeah, green light of the week. Let's start on the fun thing before we get into the <laughs> <For> <laughs> into sure. the deeper stuff. Um, yeah, I feel completely like delusional at this point. I do think that it's very deliberate that there's a bank holiday straight after Edinburgh because you do just need an extra day to sleep and recover, even mm-hmm. though we've just been sat in a chair this whole time. I am absolutely sick of the sight of my desk. Like if <laughs> I have to sit down here one more day, I will throw my laptop out the window. But moving on, my green light of the week, which I'm reading off of my very still intact laptop in case anyone who I report into is listening, was definitely Snowflake Mountain, which was announced by Netflix in their panel. So the premise of it is, is it's about a group of young adults who, and I'm quoting Ben Kelly directly, the Netflix commission that greenlit this, group of young adults who haven't got their shit together um, so they get pe- like taken to a wilderness survival camp to kind of learn like I think the premise is that it's kind of like outdoorsy lessons like how to build shelter and things like that but obviously there's as always with fact a deeper meaning to it and they're kind of learning life skills that can help them sort themselves out you know it's, I'm picturing it's kind of you know everyone has those mates that somehow doesn't quite have a job yet even though you're like four years out of uni and always down the pub maybe I'm just, just getting like, themselves together maybe I'm just painting a picture of people I'm friends with um <laughs> no I don't have very many of them but you know I'm like that's <laughs> sorry that sounds like you don't have very many friends I don't have very many friends that need to get their their stuff together um I just yeah but you know those types of people everyone does um so yeah I think it's just gonna be really exciting to see that I think what I've really noticed is that fact N and reality and in programs in that genre are now being commissioned when they need to have a deeper layer. People don't just want to see, you know, a group of young adults learning how to survive on the wilderness. You know, that's kind of basically the island with Bear grills. They want to have this thing that it's like transformative and these people are there for a reason and it's going to develop them and help them in some way. And you can see that kind of just across loads of things, you know, a, can only think of Netflix examples at the moment but you know too hot to handle is about can you fall in love with someone when you're not allowed to touch them and it's all about these like 
very hot people learning that beauty and falling in love and relationships are more than skin deep you Um, want to have an emotional connection with someone don't you um even if it is via a tv screen if you can see these people and somehow relate to the fact that maybe they still live at home or god knows like they just can't can't get have any hobby outside of a pub people will watch that and probably form an emotional connection and that's ultimately what these commissioners want isn't it yeah for sure and yeah I think as well that this announcement came coupled with Netflix really being well Ben and um, Daisy being really clear about what their strategy is which I think was refreshing and I know we're going to discuss that a little bit more later but what was your green light of the week? So yeah, my green light of the week was Race Around Britain, which is a YouTube commission, and it's fronted by our favourite Munya Chihuahua. I think we've mentioned him before in the podcast, um, and he's going to be going around Britain, exploring the Black British experience and kind of what brings people together, what causes any divisions, and. I just I'm really happy that he's getting all the attention that he deserves he's got commissions with Channel 4 now it's great that he's also got a YouTube series their panel at Edinburgh was also one of my favorites it was a really really fun panel so yeah I'm leaning in that direction for Green Knight of the Week yeah I literally cannot wait for that and I'm glad that YouTube is free so I've taken another subscription out (laughs) and yeah I mean I suppose there was a lot going on at the festival, but some of the really big things that really stood out to me was that the SWORD commissioners were a lot more clearer with their briefs than they ever have been. And I think Georgia Brown actually referenced it in her panel, which was one of the closers of the festival. She was saying, you know, we were saying, just bring us your best ideas. We'll have everything. And now she's like, nope, I know what I want. I'm more targeted. It's going to be X, Y, Z um, for each. And she's kind of targeting different because she's head of Europe you know she's got Europe at her fingers so every country's going to have a different strategy and things like that which is really exciting and I think the nicest session for me was listening to the Disney panel because Disney Plus was shrouded in secrecy for so long and I got to speak to the Disney Plus commissioners a little while ago um, and we found out kind of what they were looking to be pitched but I think you know, to have that out in the industry is really exciting for everyone. And, you know, I think there's a lot going on with the s commissioning at the minute and it's just going up and up and up. Mm, it definitely feels like the S-FODs are they're really maturing now in terms of they know exactly what they want. They're a lot more clear with their briefs. It's still some level of mystery. It's still hard to grasp every single streamer especially because there's still a few baby streamers out there they haven't quite become adult streamers yet but it was really good to hear actual comprehensive briefs from each person and obviously just a plug commissioner index on the on the podcast we have now been able to get all of those profiles up in detail and you even spoke to Disney in advance so we already had those up yeah and I think you know we saw We've got a full fact end brief now for Netflix UK. We've got drama. We've got a lot on the Disney. We've got a lot on Amazon. And everything's so much more clearer. There's a real proposition and a real clarity in what they're looking for, which we just flashback to um, my first Edinburgh, which was a good couple of years ago now. It was like, I remember 
them being like Netflix are here and taking meetings but they're not doing any briefings and like but it was all very like secrecy and like if you had a meeting with Netflix you were like have the golden ticket and it was like it was all very like hush hush and it elitist I not elitist I won't say elitist but it was um kind of you know you had to know the right person and essentially like say the password at the door to chat to some American exec whereas now like these streamers have come from America they've got commissioners on the ground that really care about the industry and therefore really want to give good briefings to the UK producers and I think I'm excited to see what's coming up next and again another thing that I'm really excited for is um Love Struck High coming from Amazon which uh really I think for me it was announced last year but I think it's one of the clearest things of commissioners listening to the constant calls from the industry for diversity I just it baffled me in some ways that on the I think on the Wednesday we had Kevin Ligo really doubling down on that you know um it's too too difficult to have um LGBTQ contestants on Love Island I think it was logistical difficulty logistical difficulty exactly And then the next day there was, you know, the Amazon commissioners sitting on the sofa being like, yeah, love struck high. So it's like everyone that like a group of people, they identify in all different ways. We've got gay contestants, we've got lesbian contestants, we've got bisexual contestants. Like if you want to put diversity into your show and into your format, it's really not that hard. And um, I don't know, I just thought that like the, comparison between the two was really interesting and you know that's a real example of I think a broadcaster or an S-word even you know walking the walk of what they want to do mm. and I know that with channel four they altered their first dates format so that it could cater for all sorts of different sexuality preferences like instead of it being five guys a week I think it's now five dates a week yeah which I love love that yeah it's easy it's not hard it's I don't know and I think you know that also brings on nicely into the other main thing of the festival which was diversity in a, in summary diversity disability and just the troubles with the route to entry if you are anything but white and middle class I think sadly it's been a kind of overarching theme for a few festivals now obviously this year we had Jack Thorne with this real call to arms in terms of helping people with disability last year David Osoga really put a spotlight on the black experience in TV and constantly it's always trying to figure out a way for people who aren't instantly connected but love television to find a route in and There are a plethora of ways that you can, but a lot of them have kind of structurally in place in a way that disadvantages a lot of people. Mm, For sure. I think like if we go day by day, you know, there was Jack Thorne talking about disability and some of those stories that were coming out of that session were absolutely horrific. And, you know, it was a real call to arms that, yeah, and again, to reference back to Amazon, clearly, like, because this was the last <laughs> session really I covered, it's in my head, but um, Georgia Brown was like, I can't remember, I can't remember the analogy she used, but it was just like, it, when we talk about diversity, it's not even in, it hasn't even been in the, the room. Like, you know, people haven't even been talking about it in terms of diversity. And I think that was really, you know, really apparent from hearing some of those stories. Um, 
so yeah we had that and then we had Lin-Manuel Miranda the next night talking about you know he said about there needs to be a kind of a tv living wage because people can't afford to do unpaid internships and do things for free or for low wages and then London Hughes yesterday saying you know she doesn't want any other black funny British young girls to have to move to America just to get on TV or get a commission or live their dreams and it just was like three very they were different... impassioned but different perspectives that were all in some at some level pretty furious with the way that things are structured exactly because if you are a young person trying to get into television or not even a young person just a person who has an interest in TV the kind of traditional route would be that you would be a runner for a production company, which is often unpaid. So immediately you have two problems, which are if if you have a disability, which means that you can't run around and make people tea or coffee, you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. And also if it's unpaid, depending on where it is, and also depending on your life situation, you can't really take out two or three weeks to do some work and not be paid it's not worth moving to London for two weeks of paid running experience even so these contracts just immediately cause problems and if you can kind of stick it out for long enough you eventually make your way up and that's still hard enough Uh, but I actually spoke to Rosie Jones, who is currently presenting the Paralympics for Channel 4, which is incredible. But I was speaking to her recently about her experience with the Channel 4 production trainee scheme that she was on all the way back in, I think it was 2011. And that's so ridiculous. Um, But I literally Googled television jobs we've all been there yeah that's it television jobs (laughs) and channel four were my favorite they still are in terms of the content they put out i think they're the most exciting and the most diverse. So I was like, uh, television jobs, channel four. And I found the diversity trainees game. And that was perfect for me because um, I'd previously looked into runner jobs and a lot you had to drive and then as a runner your main job is to like get everything and Everyone cups their tea, and I was like, I can't run, and I can't handle boiling water. So <laughs> that, that's that, a no. No, but this diversity trainees game, when I read into it, you can't let 
frogged over the run of it and uh, you were a junior researcher, um, so more of an office role. And again, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, I'll apply for that. Done. One application. I didn't even pursue any other jobs. I had no plan B. Um, a month later, I got invited for an interview. Uh, so that, that day went well, and then I went for a another interview with a specific production company that was objective. And at the time they made Peep Show, Fresh Meat, The Cube, Darren Brown, like it was yeah. a big one. Naming a few of my favourite comedies, yeah. Yeah! So, um, I just went in and was like, oh, it's you're making the best shows. Um, and I got the job and the trainee scheme was a year. But actually, objective kept me on for another two years. So from that scheme, it gave me my first three years in TV and gave me such a foundation. Yeah, I think hearing from Rosie just shows two things. One, how important it is to listen to people who have experiences like this and make sure that we take their suggestions and their experiences a seriously and also turn these into actionable change to make a difference in the industry. Also, mini highlight on how important Channel 4 is as a PSB. Yeah, and it's really vital as a public service broadcaster that that both the BBC and Channel 4 have training schemes like this in order to be able to grab hold of people that probably would have otherwise fallen through the cracks. And there's still plenty of people that do, but schemes like that, additional... I know that there's lots of production companies that do offer these things as well. Mm. So if you are someone looking to get into television, it's really worth trying to reach out and find these kind of schemes if you aren't someone who is based in London or able to do unpaid work experience. Which I think is a majority of people, to be honest. (laughs) But anyway... um, that's all from us and from Edinburgh. Obviously, you can find much more analysis of what's been going on and things like that on Commissioner Index, um, broadcastintel.com. And if you are interested in coming onto the podcast to chat with us or want any more information about becoming a member of Commissioner Index, drop us a line at info at broadcastintel.com or to one of us, firstname.lastname at broadcastnow.co.uk. We'll be back soon with more, but until then, goodbye. Bye.
Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with another podcast, but in the meantime, be sure to check us out and all the latest commissioning briefs and programme green lines at broadcastintel.com. Thank you.